It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, what's up, Washington football team fans? I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. So on Thursday afternoon, we found out officially that Morgan Moses was not going to be returning to the Washington football team as we had largely expected, as David Harrison and I had talked about on the Locked On podcast network and the Locked On Washington football team podcast. No Morgan Moses, no trade, just a flat out release. Whoever leaked that story originally to Ian Rappaport, whatever side, um, certainly stoned any momentum that they could to get a trade. Because remember, it's not only compensation that you're picking up, but it's also a contract. Two years, easy to get out of, but it's still a decent chunk of change, uh, $7 million plus each year that you would have to absorb. So there was really no chance that a trade was going to happen. This was always the likely the result. In addition, they also let go of Jaron Christian Sr., Uh, He played here three years, a surprise third round pick a couple of years ago and never worked out. He could never stay healthy. He was always hurt. Uh, He didn't work very hard by his own self-admission early in his career. And quite honestly, he was inconsistent. There were times where he was good, but there were times that he really, really struggled. And it's not a guy that you necessarily wanted to build around when you have Charles Leno, when you have Cornelius Lucas, who can play both sides, when you have a David Sharp, when you drafted Sam Cosme, when you still have Sadiq Charles. Um, so clearly, Jaron Christian wasn't going to be in the mix here. It was just a matter of timing. A little bit surprising that both were done on the same day at the same time for a team that preaches competition, but that's the deal. You are locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're Locked On Washington Football with the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We also need to remind you that NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday, giving you the national perspective all around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I am David Harrison, joined as always by Chris Russell. When we are not here at your Locked WFT pod, you can find Chris over the team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, with his co-host there, Pete Methurst. Also find that on the Odyssey app. And also find Chris covering the Washington football team and writing for SI.com. On Twitter, you can find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at locked WFT pod Chris uh, quarterback situation just will not die down because we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick not the quarterback of the future he's the quarterback hopefully of today but we got we got to find a quarterback for tomorrow of course Ron Rivera and the Martys are, are hard at work trying to do that but one writer at least or one front office executive rather recently kind of speculated at what that solution could possibly be for WFT. Yeah, so this comes from uh, Matt Lombardo, a longtime like New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia-based NFL writer, has covered the Giants for several publications, now with fansided.com. You can follow him at Matt Lombardo NFL. I've heard him on the radio. I've read some of his stuff. Uh, Certainly seems like a reasonable guy, right? Not trying to just do a a hit piece. But uh, basically, he was talking about the Deshaun Watson potential trade market. 
and talking with, uh, according to him, multiple executives. And three teams that came up were the Vegas Raiders, the Miami Dolphins, and the Washington football team. But for our purposes, obviously, let's talk about the Washington football team. He said a deal that was proposed by one of the front office executives that he was talking about, and again, you take him at his word, right, uh, that I'm sure somebody, uh, you know, maybe a, a GM or, or scouting director or whatever kind of speculated this, right? But I wanted to bounce this off of you. So the Texans would get the next two first-round picks, 2022-2023. They would also get Terry McLaurin, And on top of that, just for good measure, they would get Montez Sweat. So Montez Sweat, Terry McLaurin, and two first-round picks in 22 and 23 for Deshaun Watson. Before I react to that, David, go ahead. Take your shot. (laughs) It's funny, actually, because I read this article, and from the way I understand the way that he wrote it, the same executive that he was talking to said that, uh, I think the mega deal is gone, quote-unquote. But then we had this deal proposal that is four first round draft picks. And, and listen, not only is it four first round draft picks, right? Cause you're getting the two future picks and then you're getting McLaurin and Montez sweat. And I understand that Terry McLaurin was not drafted in the first round. Terry McLaurin, if you trade him today, right. you will get a first round draft pick for him. Oh, absolutely. He's a first round talent is basically yeah. how you're describing it. Right. Right. So not only are you getting four first round draft picks, but two of them have already been germinated, right? Because first round picks, rookies are seeds. You got to plant them, you got to nurture them, you got to feed them, and you got to grow them. And some of them never even sprout. These two have already started to sprout. Terry McLaurin is is a stinking bush by now. Like He's already grown, you know what I mean? Montez Sweat is growing in my eyes, but Terry McLaurin is grown. Like I'm not just giving you a seed. I am giving you a plant to put in your garden Like as a football team. This is absolutely ridiculous. That's the way I'm going to say it. This is absolutely ridiculous. No, let the Dolphins make this trade and then trade for Tua if he doesn't go to Houston in that trade. Let the Vegas Raiders make this trade and then trade for Derek Carr if Derek Carr doesn't go to Houston in that trade. Pick up the scraps because they're going to be worth more when you look at how much you're giving than this trade. And I love Deshaun Watson on the field, off-field stuff notwithstanding. On the field as a quarterback, I love Deshaun. I am not sending this haul to anybody for Deshaun Watson. I love your answer. Uh, it, a, it made me laugh. B, I knew exactly how you would answer it. Uh, well, not exactly how, but uh, about, I knew you would be against it uh, just because I, I know how you think and operate at this point. You know I'm against it. Uh, that shouldn't surprise anybody. But here's my question to you. Are we jaded by the fact that we don't know truly what happened off the field here? Like, meaning, would we make this trade if... Would we have made this trade in, in in February, say prior to Ryan Fitzpatrick coming and also prior to knowing about Deshaun Watson's allegations? I wouldn't, no. And I, I would be fully able and willing to to admit if, if that were the case. Deshaun Watson's off-field stuff, listen, talent excuses a lot of behavior. And we've seen it time and time again in the NFL. I'm not necessarily excusing it. I'm not necessarily saying it's the right thing morally, ethically, all that stuff. What I'm going to say, though, is if you're a football team and you're a franchise operating within the National Football League, you have to understand where you're swimming, the, the waters that you're in, and you have to navigate 
those waters. You can't navigate waters that should be, right? You, you either have to live in the world of what is, or you have to live in the world uh, uh, that should be, right? Um, and that's that's where Washington gets stuck in these, these type of situations. I go back to Kareem Hunt. When Kareem Hunt got released by the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of people were saying, oh, whatever team signs him, you know, they're basically da-da-da, they're going to deal. Well, look, the Cleveland Browns signed him, and they haven't had to worry about it one iota. You know what I mean? And they've got a very good quarter, uh, running back, rather, to team up with Chubb there. And that's one of the reasons they're favored to be contenders in the AFC this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're you're going to, you know, no matter what happens with Deshaun Watson, you're going to take a little bit of heat no matter who, whether Houston brings him back or another team brings him in. You're going to take some heat because of the allegations by itself. That's just how our society works. It is what it is. But if you're Washington, Deshaun Watson is not getting blacklisted by the NFL for this stuff. Even if it, it comes out that, it, you know, even it comes out founded and all this other stuff, like Deshaun Watson is going to play football again. That's, that's pretty much the bottom line. The question is, do you want him doing it for your team or do you want him to do it for, for another team? Supremely talented. But if he was worth four first-round draft picks, the Houston Texans would have been in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I, and, and, and listen, I obviously agree, again, on the field, off the field, in every which way. Now, you know that I'm not, like, quarterback – hell or but you know bust type of thing so i mean like i again i wouldn't have made this move in february and a lot of people would have said you're nuts you're insane you do whatever it takes to get a franchise quarterback but like you said deshaun watson had you know one of his best years if not his best year arguably last year and the team completely stunk around him uh and it's not his fault but i mean that's just the way it goes right but you it's hard to build a team when you're giving up the assets not only financially but also in terms of the future and 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 and, and i i still don't buy into this whole well it's all it's going to be a, a, a you know a bottom part of the first round draft that player can still help you that player can save you a lot of money that player can do basically what Washington is trying to do right now with Morgan Moses by pushing him out, you know, for a younger, cheaper player, even though Sam Cosme obviously was a second round pick. A lot of people thought he would be uh, in the first round. So, all right. So that's that. I mean, listen, I, I wanted to throw that out there. I'm not saying that that executive uh, is out of their mind, but I, I would never do something like that. And I'm glad we're on the same page. All right. So we are coming back right here on the Lockdown Washington Football team podcast coming up the Washington football team making another roster move but this one's got a little bit of a twist and where's Terry McLaurin rank among the best receivers in the NFL that's next right here on LOWFT yeah before we do that a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action whether it be hockey in the playoffs NBA about to get to the playoffs UFC MMA action baseball is in full swing before the next pitch head over to betonline.ag using your laptop or your mobile device check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs Again, head to the website betonline.ag or use your, using, using your mobile device or your computer. Sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day. Second two here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We've just been talking about some speculation, a potential idea of a trade uh, involving Deshaun Watson and the Locked On Washington football team. And Chris, I will say this, that uh, if the Washington football team were to execute a trade like that, I do believe that the team is in a position, you know, it obviously would hurt to lose a guy like Terry McLaurin, obviously lose to hurt Montez Sweat and those first round draft picks. But as long as you nailed your second and third round draft picks here in the next two years, and then made maybe a splash move in free agency next offseason could recoup some of that talent and put your team right back on track with a franchise quarterback. So if the move were to happen, I would obviously not agree with it in the in the you know holistic sense, but it wouldn't be the end of the future of the Watch Football team, as I put it. Speaking of the future, though, there's some actual things that have happened, not speculation, with some roster moves uh, by the Washington football team franchise. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I understand where y- your point, and that's how a lot of people, by the way, would rationalize it. And I understand that uh, as well. But you mentioned another roster move. I mean, we've had, you know, a slow trickle of signings and you know, between Charles Leno and Bobby McCain last week and a couple other things this week and now the Morgan Moses situation. Well, this one is minor by every standard, but Josh Harvey, Clemens, a former seventh round pick out of Louisville, uh, former safety kind of hybrid linebacker playing that like dime linebacker type role. Uh, He was released on Thursday, uh, David and Joe Walker, a young veteran uh, linebacker was signed Um, first on the Josh Harvey Clemens situation. uh, Listen, I know a lot of fans don't care necessarily about this, but I found it interesting uh, that there were two guys that opted out on the COVID list last year. Josh Harvey Clevens was one of them. I think his son was asthmatic. And uh, there was a defensive lineman, Caleb Brantley, uh, that both opted out last year. And they've both been released before we even have a full practice. Now, I'm not saying that there's something nefarious at work here, but do you buy what what I'm trying to sell here, which is those guys opted out and and looked out for their family and looked out for their health, and and that's understandable and that's you know commendable. But from a football perspective, we don't owe you the opportunity to get your job back. We're going to go sign guys that we know we can trust, we know we can count on, and that we're picking, not that we inherited. Is is that a fair way of looking at this, or is that unfair? No, I, I think it's fair, and I think that's accurate. You know what I mean? And it's not a situation where Ron Rivera or the or the front office is saying, well, you opted out for COVID, so we don't want you on our team anymore. That's not what it is. It, what it boils down to, and we, I go back to the conversation we had with Brand, about Brandon Scherf, where he wanted an extension or a long-term deal from a Washington football team, and Ron Rivera basically said, look, I'm new. I don't really know you. I'm going to learn this roster before I commit to anybody long-term, and that includes the bigger names on this roster, and I think that's a very fair and smart way to do it when you're coming into to running a football team. And if you opted out for COVID, you – basically took away the opportunity from coach Rivera and from the staff to learn who you are day in, day out as a worker, as a football player, as a human being, that's not, and, and that's nobody is holding that against you. I don't think like that's not a negative, you know what I mean? But that is the ramification of that's just, that's just the truth of the matter is by opting out, you did this. Now you had your reasons. And from the reasons you just laid out, I agree with like, I'm fine with, I don't, I'm not judging anybody for that. And neither is Ron Rivera. This is, this is a man in coach Rivera who just, just recently in a press conference said he's still wearing his mask at practices. Uh, when, when the media was around, everybody was around, even though he's fully vaccinated. Why? Because there are other people who are still wearing masks either because they haven't been vaccinated yet, uh, or they're not getting vaccinated for whatever, you know, personal reasons, 
um, or they have a compromised immune system, so they continue to wear their mask, or they're just abundance of caution. Whatever it is, this is a, a coach in Ron Rivera who's saying, because other people here are still wearing masks, I'm going to continue to wear mine out of empathy for them. So this is a man who exudes empathy. Like, this is not a punishment. What it is, though, is I don't know you. And the reasons why are not, you know, are not leveraged here, but I don't know you. We want people we know, and there are people available that we know. We need to clear up spots. We're going to get rid of the guys we don't know first, because like you pointed out in your write-up, Joe Walker with San Francisco last year, Martin Mayhew with San Francisco last year. So Ron may not know him, but Martin does. So they bring in a guy they know, they let go of a guy they don't know, and that so it's not a direct punishment, but yes, there is a correlation there. Right, and and, and again, want to be clear, we're not saying it's just because they chose to opt out, but I mean, the reality is the optics are, they need to know whether they can trust this person. They were counting on those guys. I know in Caleb Brantley's situation, they actually went and re-signed him to a deal. Josh Harvey Clemens was under a contract, so not a big deal. All right, so Joe Walker and Josh Harvey Clemens is out. I have no idea how many more roster moves this team is going to make, but you should never count them out. Like, there, there, there's always time for, for more roster retooling. I can tell you that. All right, we mentioned on the last episode, Pro Football Focus, uh, doing their receiver rankings. Uh, I'm sorry, doing their positional rankings. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was ranked the 19th best starting quarterback in the NFL by PFF. Um, so we talked about that yesterday. We have another positional group rankings, and this time it's the wide receivers. Uh, and what they did was they ranked the top 32 best receivers in the NFL. Terry McLaurin ranked 17th, right ahead of Odell Beckham Jr. So if I asked you, is 17th fair? I think it I think it might be a little bit low. I think he's top 15, but I don't think it's absurdly low. How do you read that? I think it's a little low. Yeah, I mean, not, like you said, not absurdly low. There, there are some guys on here. I would take uh, Terry McLaurin over Amari Cooper, and, and I know that there's, uh, you know, Amari Cooper has recently kind of been slammed in, in uh, some aspects for lack of effort and, and all that stuff. Uh, Calvin Ridley coming in, you know, above guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Terry McLaurin. I don't know. I know Calvin has a lot of potential in him and raw athletic ability and, and all that stuff, but I don't, I don't know. Cal, Calvin also has a lot of drops, you know what I mean? And, and just from being covering a team in the NFC South, I also pay very close attention to the other NFC South teams and Calvin Ridley, a good talent, but I wouldn't put him top 15. I'm just happy that Terry McLaurin came in above uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I think that Odell Beckham should be behind Kenny Galladay as well at a minimum, if not some of these other guys as well. Um, but I'm just happy to see that some of the Odell Beckham propaganda, if you want to call that, is starting to fade a little bit. People are kind of starting to realize just how much he brings in terms of attention versus uh, production and cont contribution to the rest of the team, like expanding his influence. But Terry McLaurin, not only does he bring the production, but he brings the expansive influence like I was just talking about where he helps other guys become better because of his presence on the field. He's not a diva. He's, you know, he's the kind of guy like one catch or five yards and they win, win the game. He's happy if, if they have, you know, 10 catches, 100 yards and two touchdowns and they lose, he's mad. Like that's the kind of guy you want on the field. And there are some other guys on this list that 
aren't quite that type of a person. Yeah, and, and one thing about Terry, I mean, which speaks to kind of like what you're talking about is his ascent to a leadership position, to a captaincy is because of that unselfish nature. And oh, by the way, he's tough and he runs great routes and he's been a little bit banged up in each of his first two years, quite honestly, as the season wore along. So that's going to be something that, you know, is always a concern. And I think that's quite honestly why this team spent as much money uh, on a versatile guy like Curtis Samuel and also then doubled down and went for Diami Brown in the third round out of North Carolina, which, you know, has been favorably compared to a Terry McLaurin. Why? Because guys get banged up. And when they lose Terry McLaurin late in the year, that could really hurt the vertical passing offense. And I think it certainly had an impact uh, last year. Hopefully uh, it won't be as noticeable this year because they have more talent, but don't, you know, don't mistake uh, obviously that as a potential reason. All right. So uh, when we return, we'll have a listener voicemail uh, and we will close out the show. Plus we'll try and get to what the boys in Vegas are saying about the Washington football team right here with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell again with David Harrison. You can follow David Harrison at uh, dharrison82. Read him, uh, bucksnation.com, part of SB Nation, as well with James Yarko on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Um, and, of course, follow the podcast at LockWFTPod, at LockWFTPod, and we'll uh, let you know how you can get aboard on the voicemail uh, here in just a moment. But, David, uh, this came out. It uh, was sent to me by my buddy Tim Murray from VEASAN in Las Vegas, who used to work here. And I was just appalled. I, I, I think the odds makers in Vegas are always insane. They're always half drunk. The Washington football team is favored in three games, three games out of 17. Now, if, if you believe that the odds makers actually know what they're doing and have inside information and aren't just guessing and speculating and trying to get action on both sides so that they don't lose money. If you're a believer and many are that they are cooking up numbers because the information that they know, um, okay, that that's up to you. I, I strongly disagree with that, but here's one thing I know Washington shouldn't be favored in only three out of 17 games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. But I think you're I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. They're they're playing both sides of the coin here. Cause if you're a fan of the Los Angeles Chargers and you like to gamble, you likely view the Washington football team as a you know, as a subpar franchise. Again, a lot of people uh casting a lot of doubt on them for quote unquote backing into the playoffs last year. So when you see that your Chargers are favored, even though it's only one and a half points, you're gonna take that and you're gonna take that bet and you're gonna run to it. So now if Washington makes it a game or if they even come out and win 
then then you win. But if you're a Washington football team fan, now you're going to come out here and you're going to be incensed about this. So you're going to put some money on some games uh, like, I don't know, Denver, like, for example, or Carolina. You know what I mean? Like those are those are games that Washington should certainly be favored in, especially at this point in the season. Those things tend to move up and down as you go. But yeah, I mean, listen, I just I actually right before we recorded this was uh, a guest on a Buffalo Bills focused podcast. Uh, and that that host there actually even said to me, like a lot of Buffalo Bills fans, when they saw WFT in week three, they said, oh, well, notch that one as a win. And he's kind of telling his listeners, hey, guys, like, don't don't notch that as a win as easily as you think it is, uh, even though it's on the road and everything else. Like this is a team that's that's much improved and is better than a lot of people give them credit. So at least, you know, some people out there are aware of that. But, yeah, Buffalo fans who think this is just going to be a slam dunk win for their team and and take that seven and a half points. They, they might find their pockets a little bit lighter uh, by the time that whole thing comes in. I'm not to the point where I'm going to necessarily predict a Washington win in Buffalo just quite yet, but it's not a matchup that's you know going to be as lopsided as maybe the odds makers thinks because seven and a half points, that's that's pretty big when it comes to odd makers. No, I, I totally agree. And I, not to be the dead horse here, but you know, like there are four point underdogs in, in green Bay, right? Uh, it's assuming that I, I assume they're counting that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Maybe the reason why that line is so low is because they don't know uh, what have you, but that's the same amount of points that their dogs in Atlanta week four after that Buffalo game. I mean, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And again, I sounds like you're on the same page as me. It seems like, they are not about what they know and what they feel and what inside information they have, but more importantly, uh, how to figure out a way to get, you know, Charger fans on one side, Washington fans and, 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 and believers uh, on the other side. And again, so uh, one side wins and one side loses, obviously, which is part of, you know, part of the deal with gambling. I, I just always fight back against that, uh, but it is a sign of disrespect. Um, so maybe that will help to motivate. All right, before we run out of time here, David, uh, I know we have uh, a, a listener voicemail, maybe even uh, time for two, I'm not sure we'll see how this works out but uh we wanted to fire off another one of these because you've um built this uh voicemail line and we want to continue to encourage our listeners and uh our supporters to be involved in the show and to have a voice in the show so why don't we listen i i guess i just want to say that it's been a wonderful experience checking out this podcast i started before david joined uh started by listening with, with chris and i'll be honest with you you know, I've been, a, I've been a fan since I was seven years old. Never lived in the Washington area. Uh, but got a Redskins football on them when I was seven years old, and I've been a fan ever since, and I'm 48. So I've had a lot of years of, of, uh, of disappointment, a lot of years of excitement about the Redskins. Always been optimistic. Love them. Uh, and, then, and then I uh, joined the podcast or started listening to the podcast, and I thought, man, this Chris guy doesn't like the team. But he sure does have a lot of good insight about everything. So I, I, I actually loved that he had such good insight, but I, I, I just got the impression he didn't like the team. So I started listening, trying to find other podcasts that might be might be a better fit, but nobody's as good as you guys are, or Chris was, at covering the content. And so so when it all came down to it, I, I started to listen every single week, every single episode, and and uh, you know, I commend you, Chris, for your for your insight and your depth of knowledge with the team. Uh, then David, you joined, and and to me, that's just the icing on the cake. The combination of your personalities, the combination of your knowledge. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate the military background. I appreciate uh, the takes, and, and I love to, to hear what you guys have to say. 
appreciate you. Uh, after you know, 40-something years of being a fan of the Redskins, this just helps complete things more for me because I don't have coverage in Utah. So being a Utah fan of the Washington Redskins, I never had any media coverage. So thank you guys. Appreciate that. Wow. Once again, uh, I mean, I'm incredibly blown away. Uh, I, I mean, I hope every voicemail goes like this where I promise you we're not cherry picking, but that's, I think three for three this week that I played maybe four for four, uh, David, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't get the, um, uh, the listener and, and, and voicemailers, uh, name, but, uh, whoever you are, sir, thank you so much for, uh, again, the kind words and for being patient and sticking with us. And, you know, um, I, you know, I, I'm just again, blown away by you guys and how kind you've all been, uh, so far. And we appreciate it very much. And, you know, I would just say this, I wish we, David and I had more time to, you know, kind of debate stuff. Um, you know, we have to obviously move through a bunch of different, you know, information, but just keep sticking with us because sometimes we go back and revisit a topic and spend a little bit more time on it. So uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of the thing, you know, in the, in this format with this network, you know, the, the, the 28, 30 minute episodes, like it's really designed to be so that it, it's not, you know, you're, you don't feel required to have like two hours clear from your day. But at the end of the day, you know, you have a lot of podcasts out there that maybe they churn out one or two episodes a week and they're an hour, hour and a half, two hours long. Well, that we're bringing you the same amount of content, right? It's like two and a half hours every week of Chris and I talking Washington football. But the great thing about this is if we drop an episode on Monday and it's two hours long by Tuesday afternoon, Chris, especially with the way this team works, that could all be old information. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're getting yeah. two and a half hours of us. That's as it's updating as we go. So whether you listen to it, you know, if you got two hours on a Saturday and you just want to fire it up and listen to just two, two and a half straight hours of lots on Washington, I don't want to hear my voice for that many times, that many minutes uh, in a row. But if you do by all means, but yeah, we, we greatly appreciate the call. I greatly appreciate not only the honesty, but then the willingness to come back after kind yep. of going out there and looking around. And there are a lot Absolutely. of people out there. So the fact that, you know, those of you who listen to this show, dedicate your time to us, we greatly appreciate it. Um, I agree with what the caller said. Like I listened to this show before I became a part of it. I was a fan of what you were doing, Chris. And I thought that you covered the team really well. You were very honest. Um, and sometimes honesty is uncomfortable and unfortunate and it's not, it's not good as far as like the tone, right? Like when things are going bad, things are going bad. Um, mm -hmm. But what I think we'll say is agreeing with what we say and our takes and our opinions and analysis on things is not a requirement to listen and it's not a requirement to interact. You know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll take disagreements on Twitter mm -hmm. in the voicemail box and the emails. The only thing we ask is just like that caller did, that it's respectful, you know what I mean? And because yeah. we, we want to give respect back uh, and, and, and I don't really feel like getting in disrespectful arguments with people. I honestly don't even really know on a person to person basis, but we know each other on this basis. So I want to keep it respectful. So uh, really appreciate that listener, not only coming back, but then sticking with us and, and dropping that voicemail. Absolutely. And you, I, again, you guys are incredible. If we could just ask for one thing, just please tell us who you are so we could address you by more than a listener or a voicemail caller. Just tell us your name if you guys can remember that. But keep them coming. 301-615-3577. Uh, That's 301-615-3577. We'll get to as many of them as we can. 301-615-3577 for the voicemail. Locked WFT pod at gmail.com. That's locked WFT pod at gmail.com. Keep them coming guys. And we'll roll through them as quickly as we can. 
That's going to do it for us on this particular episode and for the week. We want you to get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcast, like the Locked On Washington football team podcast. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Have a great weekend, and we will reconvene when the week and OTAs begin. Washington football team. And this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.